Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 788. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Yismach at Take10FortTorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Lewis family in memory of Fred Lewis, Fivel Yitzchak, Ben Aftali, David, Zichron, Levracha. Uh, before you am Kipper, if you don't mind, if you could please share this podcast with somebody, just share it with one person, that would be really wonderful, and uh, do what we can. Okay, so what I wanted to discuss is something which people have the custom to do on Erev Yom Kippur, in the waning hours of Erev Yom Kippur, right before we begin Kol Nidre, and that's the Tfilas Zaka. Tfilas Zaka is something written by the Chaye Adam a couple hundred years back, and particularly there's one paragraph that gets a lot of press in Tfilas Zaka, and that is the paragraph relating to Mechila, a specific kind of Mechila, unilateral Mechila. As a matter of fact, the Chavetz Chaim, although the paragraph finds itself naturally in the end of this long Tfilas Zaka, it's multiple pages, he moved it to the front, or he suggested that it be moved to the front, just in case you don't have the opportunity to say everything. Everything else revolves around you. This paragraph revolves around everybody else, and you being Mochel, and you forgiving those around you unilaterally, without actually them having asked for your forgiveness, you, um, on your own, doing it. So the Chavetz Chaim suggested we get that out of the way, and we do that first. Some shuls, our shul has the, uh, has the uh, custom to say it out loud, everybody says it out loud. So I want to talk about it, I want to talk about whether or not this notion of unilateral mechila actually works. Does it even work? And might there be evidence that it doesn't? There's no question it's a nice thing. We should definitely not allow other people to control us by even us being mad at them. We should not, uh, we should try to figure out a way to forgive people whether or not they ask or they don't ask because we don't want to ha- them to have that power. Um, we have to imagine that, you know, maybe they're having a hard day and w- when they did what they did, maybe um, we, we, didn't, we didn't understand things exactly the way they did. Whatever the reason that we're going to be mochel, we can let other people control us and allow us to walk around so upset because of the things that other people did. But I'm just talking about the mechila itself. Does the person who really needed to ask a mechila uh, get out of jail free because you unilaterally, as a tzaddik, unilaterally were mochel them? So the Chai Adam's language is beautiful language. It says, There's nobody, there's really nobody who doesn't sin in some way, whether it comes to money or it comes to the, the bodily, I pushed you, I shoved you. Uh, or or by saying something I shouldn't have. I'm incredibly sad. I'm depressed. Because when it comes to such a sin, so we discussed this in the previous class, that you need this ritzui, and we'll get back to that language in a moment. You need to be merata. You need to try to appease the person who you offended. I feel terrible. And uh, he goes on, even Yom HaMisa is not mechaper. Therefore, I pray I want God, I supplicate that I should have chesed and racham and kindness and mercy and grace and on my behalf. And I, therefore, are mochel b'mechila gemura with absolute and total mechila forgiveness l'chol mi shechata negdi b'in b'gufi b'in money whether or not they did it uh, to my body whether they did it to my money my possessions or maybe they spoke lashon har about me or even if they he includes v'afilu hatzah shemra 
even if they're a motzi shemana. Remember, we said that that is one of the examples of things you do not need to be mochel for. And yet, he includes us in this paragraph, because, hey, once you're going to be unilaterally be mochel, hey, include everything. Chutz, he says, except, I'm not being mochel one thing, money that I can exact from you in court, right? If there's a lawsuit, I'm not being mochel that. And then finally, I, the same way I am mochel everybody, I hope that everybody has the grace to be mochel me as well. Okay, so it's a beautiful paragraph. It's a really nice paragraph, something that unquestionably somebody should say, and even better, somebody should mean. We don't only wait till Erev Yom Kippur to do this. This is actually a paragraph that exists in every time we say the Shema before we go to sleep. It's part of the whole sequence that we have. The Ribona Shalom, it says, I am mochel anybody who angered, anybody who troubled me, or somebody who sinned against me. Whether my body, whether my money, whether my dignity, or anything. Accidentally, on purpose, I love how this parses out all of the different possibilities of how it may happen. They did it accidentally, right? So I'm, I'm including that, shogeg, or they did it on purpose. Either way, I'm mochel. Whether or not it was verbal, whether or not it was in action, whether in this reincarnation or a different uh, reincarnation. Okay, that's uh, pretty extreme. The Chol Bar Yisrael, any other Jew, Shum Adam Basi. I don't want anybody to be punished on my account. A beautiful idea. So this actually, uh, there's some trouble. There's some trouble with this idea of unilateral mechila working. And I don't mean that it doesn't work, of course, for you. You, the one who was mochel, you, the one who forgave. That's beautiful. You're fine. You're in the clear. You didn't have to do anything. But does it work for the person? who didn't actually ask. So the language that we talked about in the previous class about what is required is, again and again, we see the same language. The Mishnah says, There is no atonement, even on Yom Kippur, until you are meratzeh your chavar, until you are uh, appeasing, until you have appeased your friend. That appeasing is an action, right? The person who did the offense has to now go and appease the friend. So if they never did that, that seems to be part of the atonement. That seems to be part of what is required. The Rambam says this as well. He doesn't say until the person who was offended is mochel. He says you need to have the bakasha, the actual request. He says that in more than one place. So the question is whether or not uh, whether or not it's effective. So the Gemara Megillah, the Gemara Megillah about Rabbi Nechuni ben Akana, they ask Rabbi Nechuni ben Akana, why in the world, or how in the world, did you last so long? How did you live so long? So, you know, what was your secret? What's the secret to your success? One of the things he says there is, V'lo olsa al-mitasik kilalas chaveray. I did not bring unto my bed the curses of my friend. What does that mean? The Gemara says, Ki marzutra, like a statement of marzutra. Ki husalak lepuria, when he would go to bed, Amar, he would say, Shari run. It's okay. Anybody who pained me over the course of the day, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. So, again, a beautiful idea. Does it work for the other person as well? So there's a Gemara in Yuma that makes it sound like it actually does not. Rav had a mill, so the Gemara says, I had a story with some butcher. Some big machlokas with the butcher. And he was waiting for the butcher to come and ask him 
mechila, for mechila. Rav was in the good, the butcher was in the bad, and he was waiting for the butcher to show up. One day, particularly the day before Yom Kippur, of Yom Kippur, Rav says, you know what, I'm going to make myself available to him, so hopefully he'll see me, and he's going to ask me for Mechila. He bumps into Rav Huna as he's on his way. Rav Huna says, hey, where are you going? He says, I'm going to the, to the butcher to, to deal with this whole thing. He says, oh, this is not going to go good. And so finally he gets to the butcher, and the butcher is busy doing some of his butcher work, and he looks up, and he sees that Rav is there. He says, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't want you here. I have no interest in giving you mechila. No interest in resolving anything. And so as he does that, something shoots out for something. He's cutting, and uh, the, the guy, the butcher, gets killed because he, what he did it was so, so egregious and so, so terrible. Ignoring that side of the story, why couldn't Rav just have done this from home? Why couldn't he just sit at Mali Yom Kippur? He could have sat on Erev Yom Kippur at home, and he could have said, I am Mochel the butcher. Why did he have to go and facilitate this interaction, which hopefully could have gone better, but it didn't, why did he have to do that? He could have just stayed at home. So you see from here, and the Pelayoitz makes this point, that it's nice. He actually uses the word. He says, It works a lot. It's beautiful. And obviously it's beautiful for your own midos. He says, The person who did the offense still has to go and apologize. Okay? And, um... He also says that sometimes people who say the language of I am Ochel, everybody don't necessarily mean it. And he says if you have a hard time doing so, maybe you could write a letter. It's not the best way to ask for Mechila. Again, because if part of it is the embarrassment, part of it is the indignity of appearing before somebody and asking them for Mechila, asking them for forgiveness, that is part of the atonement. So then writing a letter is a little bit, I don't know, it's a little bit superficial. It's kind of a way uh, to, to, to get out of it without really needing and dealing with what you need to deal with. But he does suggest that if you have a hard time doing it, at least do that. But that seems to be part of the, the idea. The Minag Yisrael Torah brings this beautiful Minag. He quotes from the Maharam Shik that he would go to his Svarim, Sefer by Sefer, I don't know if he would go by bookshelf by bookshelf, and he would ask Mechila from his books because maybe he treated them inappropriately, his Svarim, his holy books, maybe he would treat them inappropriately, and again, that would be a good example. Uh, the, the, the Svarim are Mochalam, the Svarim are okay, they have, don't have feelings. Uh, maybe Svarim have feelings too, but they don't have feelings. And the idea would be that we have to submit we have to denigrate ourselves a little bit as part of the Mechil the Atonement process. And while it is beautiful that somebody might be Mochel us, ultimately it comes from we submitting ourselves, lowering ourselves, degrading ourselves to ask for the forgiveness. That's what brings the Atonement. That is what Shuvah is all about.